Hello. Welcome to episode seven of Soren Pear. Uh, why not together? Why not together? Why not? <laughs> why not? Episode seven. So, you want to get started? Uh, well, absolutely. I think one of the things we want to talk about and kind of circle back to what we did in episode one was, you know, why are we doing this? What, what right. is the purpose of our our YouTube channel podcast and so right. um, why don't you talk a little bit about Soren Pear and okay um, so for Soren Pear Soren Pear represents Jim and Sandy <laughs> as, as a couple as what we're doing together as well as individually and how we're bringing those two together and taking this journey together and we're taking our friends with us um, we're both exploring our passions and bringing that into our lives into making it a reality absolutely and soren pair will be soaring, soaring together, together. <laughs> so we kind of like that you know soren for sorensen but it's really soaring we're looking yes. to soar to jump off that ledge of our limits right as if the net's already there Ooh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and i wanted to just briefly touch on why not dot 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 together yeah the dot dot dot's really important to him well it is because <laughs> you fill in the blank you fill in the blank you know why not do a podcast together right why not live together love you know when we were first as some of you heard in episode one our story why not take the plunge and get together even when mm -hmm. everything around us was saying what are you doing you crazy people you so I think that's really the impetus is how we can together explore new adventures both individually as well as a couple together because it uh, we aren't this codependent oh my gosh I can't watch TV without you and I can't have a drink of my tea without you trying it first and where my thought ends yours begin you know all that Ew. Even though we do some of those Ooh, things, gooey. not like that. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it sort of makes my, yeah, let's shake that shake off. Shake that off, yes. So that kind of overkill of that, mm -hmm. because really, I think the key to a, a successful relationship, and God knows we're, we're trying, but, you know, we're certainly not advertising that we're there, but as a key to successful relationship is enjoying each other's company together while honoring our individual being paths. together because we want to be not because either of us need to be or it's in our contract to you know <laughs> spend so many time hours in front of the TV or shopping with you at Home Depot you know she loves I Home do. Depot more than I do I know I this love is the smell the smell the smell <laughs> I know it's weird I I know pray tell what's what is Home Depot smell like it smells like projects I didn't know project had a smell. Yeah, the wood and the well, the well, the, well, the manure has a smell. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> that smells. I I actually don't mind the farm smell either. That makes me kind of weird, but yeah. And as proof of that, we came home with a lot of <laughs> potting mix and yeah, you know, because you know, after this episode, we're, we're going to plant wildflowers. We're going to plant wildflowers in our backyard, which is something we haven't done together. Yeah. Again, why not? plant wildflowers together yeah. something that we haven't done yet yeah 
Yeah, we've got this space underneath the kitchen window that is just begging for something. And we ripped out a tree that was leaving little red leaves everywhere. And, and that was dangerous to our health. It oh had my these gosh. spikes that were this long. And I don't know how many times I hurt myself. Everything here just bites. But yeah, so we took that, that out because I would cut it down to a nub. And within a few months, it was scraping the windows again, driving us nuts. So yeah, we got rid of that. And we're going to put wildflowers in there to attract the butterflies and the hummingbirds. And it's right by the pool. So it'll be nice. All we need is a rainbow and a leprechaun. And we'll have... <laughs> Just a, a beautiful, a, a beautiful little storybook land. Maybe like Disneyland, you know, we'll get the little miniature figures. That... Imagination. Yeah. Oh, she's going to SpongeBob. I'm going SpongeBob. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. she usually goes SpongeBob. Yeah. So this last week, before we get into our, our theme this last week, or yesterday, I should say, yes. I did my second piano neighborhood concert. But here was the rub, okay? We had some technical issues, and the concert went sideways. sideways. For those on the podcast, we're kind of... So everybody had to lay down and see it on their phone. You know, and We're getting all these texts, you know, turn your phone, turn your phone. The thing that people didn't understand is we have two tripods. My daughter was here, thank you, Shaylin, helping us. Yeah, and so she was managing one, I'm doing the other, and they're both on tripods, you can't flip it. And so we actually took that little intermission to say technical difficulty, we're gonna to try to fix this, and it wouldn't flip. So we didn't have that trouble with the first one. I'm not sure what the heck I did, but we're, I take responsibility. Well, we're gonna blame it on Facebook. Let's we're, do that. Let's blame it on Facebook because yeah. we really didn't do anything differently the first concert we, mm -mm. we put the phone in the same exact position. We didn't change anything. We were trying to brainstorm afterwards. What did we do? Yeah. So when I'm when I'm watching it and it and we got a newer TV, so it hooks to the TV, and here I am. It looks like I'm going down with the Titanic on the piano, bolted to the floor, playing <laughs> vertically. Yes. And after about 20 minutes, I couldn't stand watching it anymore. I'm like, yeah, okay. it was pretty annoying. And, you know, I know if you're using a phone that you could just lock your phone and watch it that way. But for people who were using it on a tablet or a TV, yeah. So thank you guys for being so understanding because we did get some texts that, no, oh, no problem. We just did this well, or that. But I do apologize because I know it was kind of frustrating to watch. We had to go with it, though. I mean, I, at first I, was, I, I did the first two pieces. We stopped. We said technical difficulties. Yeah. And started again, and nothing had changed, and we just decided to just, you know and what, I it's more... I had my daughter here who knows how to do this stuff, and she couldn't figure it out, so we said... We just it. did the rest of the concert, and um, I just got over it um, and, and was able to play, and... I didn't think there'd be a whole lot of people outside because it was 20 degrees hotter than the concert two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. So it was in the 90s when we started, and yet we had oh, a small handful of people. I want to give a shout out to Cindy and Rob who showed up. It was great to see them. You know, of course, Jane was there, the neighbor two doors down that came up with this idea about a month ago, and Larry and Phyllis, Jim and Lily, and so, and a couple new neighbors we met for the first time. We're so, still learning names, but we're getting to know faces. But it's been so awesome. Um, it really, it really was um, a very emotional concert. It was. Uh, yeah, it, we, we kind of surprised you. I, I sang an original song that Ooh. I wrote for our vows at our wedding yep. yours forevermore first time i had performed it to her in public since 
the November wedding. It was beautiful, I'll tell you what. But on our wedding day, to be standing at the altar crying. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) I love you. But, oh my gosh. So that, um, also honoring and remembering my son Jimmy, as well as a good co-worker, Tim Kiernan, who in his young 30s, um, I worked with him for several years, passed away from cancer just two weeks ago. Mm. And... um, then I also sang for the first time a couple original songs, um, yeah. something called Broken Dreams, which I actually put on my YouTube channel this morning. So if you want to hear it, you could either go to the concert or you could YouTube channel it. You wrote that one while you were down with a broken ankle. Correct. And then um, one more plug of my music and then we'll get to the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I'm kind of riding the high of the concert, but also wrote an original instrumental piece called Friendship Call. And that one dedicated to my friend Scott Tucker in my um, in China, who was a childhood friend from 45 years ago, and then to a brand new friend that I've met through Facebook, who is in South Africa, actually from Malawi, named Frank. So those two individuals, I I wrote this instrumental song, and I'm also going to record it tonight for the YouTube channel. It'll be probably on there tomorrow. So a lot of good things came out of the concert. And even though it wasn't perfect, even though it was sideways, <laughs> uh, I called it the concert that went sideways. It went sideways. <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> but the music, the feeling, everything was there. And, and I think people, you know, felt it, um, you know, which Perfect. is really what we're getting into in May, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Lee Harris. So why don't right. we switch to that? Right. So last week we had touched on Lee Harris and how... Um, He's somebody that I like to follow. Um, he has he does energy updates every month, and uh, he's got a lot of followers. But he had spoke to. Um, he doesn't offer them Kool Aid or anything, though, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I just where sort are of, you going? I, I just came from left field. You know the the cult thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lee Harris is a great guy. He doesn't have a. I just. <laughs> Sorry about that. Kool-Aid. Yeah, I know. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> anyway, Lee Harris Sorry, is a great Lee. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would laugh at that. I'm sure he would. Anyway, last month or last week we talked about how um the the pieces that we specifically honed in on were um life review and connections and past relationships and how those come up for review during this whole time of COVID the different emotions and feelings that we're all going through, right? Yes. So the day after we had taped this, our, our episode, episode six, yes. um, I get a call from my ex-husband, or actually a text, and he said he would like to have a clarifying conversation with Cle- me. Clearing conversation. Clearing, thank you. A clearing conversation. He's doing a... Um, leadership seminar four month long type thing and this was something for his healing and to move forward and I just really applaud him for this Uh, when I first got the text I had to sit with it for a minute and of course all these things are going through my mind of bringing up stuff for you right completely of course yeah and I I told him as much and he's like yeah I figured but um I just really applaud him for having the courage to do that first of all to reach out and 
you know, just say his piece and get those clarifying answers that he needed, which I think was very healing for both of us. Um, You know, we didn't hit everything (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a good start. And he was here. Yeah, I want to applaud him too because um, when I broke my ankle, Mm. when I broke my ankle, um, he found out about it. Obviously through Andrew, oldest or child. Shay, and one Shay. of them, yeah. And he reached out to me, and I hadn't heard from him in eight plus years directly. You know, probably since the whole thing happened nine years ago. Right. And he he sent me a text saying, "I'm really sorry to hear that, and I'm really wishing you the best." And that I was pretty down at the time, and that really meant a lot because I could yeah. tell it was sincere. And I thought, you know what, that just means a lot because there's been a big rift yeah. for a long time. I didn't expect that. And then when he was at our house about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I don't remember, you know, he came up and he was sitting on the couch and he came up and, are you feeling better? And gave me a big bear hug. And I just, yeah. I applaud the fact that he's mending fences yeah. and letting bygones be bygones because it was a rough time for all of us. And I, I, I honestly, at the time, I don't think either of us blamed him for oh, his gosh, reaction. No. Um, I think if I were in those shoes, I would have been just as mad. Yeah. Um, especially if it had to do with you, I'd be like, you know, what? Um, <clears throat> so it just felt really good to to have him reach out that way, even before this clearing conversation with yeah. you, which goes a little deeper. Yeah. He had already mended fences, I think, with me in a, in a very sincere and, and clear way. I think it's a good start, for sure. Um you know taking the time to really and this is what i'm getting at is you know these are the things that are coming up for people and taking the opportunity to have the difficult conversations and to go deep is huge um not even sure how far to go with that well and i i don't you know i i i don't feel like you have to go into details but Maybe I could ask you, how How did it make you feel f- to have kind of a, a deeper dive of a conversation than just a superficial, oh, how are you, you know, because you've had a few. So how, how did that affect you? Um, that's a good question. At the time, it felt good to be able to say a few of the things, you know, because the things we touched on without stepping on his privacy is um, things that will help him moving forward also in his relationships. And for me, it felt good to be able to say what I needed to say um, just in a very candid, upfront way without, just... without hurting anybody. Right. You know, just to be able to find that healing ground between us. And you got emotional too. I did, we both did. Right. Yeah, we both did. And I think throughout the week, it has continued to kind of settle through me. And where are you all with it today? Let me just ask you that. Yeah, today I'm I'm in a good place with it, I think. I think different things are coming up, of course, because one thing leads to another leads to another. But, I think it's been very healing for me to have that opportunity to just say what I needed to. And let me ask you one more thing about it. 
did you have to go through every minutia of everything that ever happened wrong? Was that necessary to take that deep of a dive? No. Or... That's exactly where I didn't want to go. Right. I mean, what is the point or the benefit mm-hmm. of rehashing and taking that deep dive through the weeds of everything that ever went wrong? Because from your point of view, you could have seen it this way, and he still sees it that way, and then it starts to yeah. you start to like recreate the hard feelings that were there, right. and that's not the purpose of the no. clearing conversation, is it? No. Um, he was able to bring forward a few of the things that were truly problems between us. Okay. Um, like a high overview. Yeah. Without getting into the... Yeah. Remember the time. Yeah, none of that. No, it was more of, you know this was my issue, this might have been yours. And, um, you know, finding agreement with that and just speaking to it, I think, really was able to, when you're able to speak to something and really bring it forward, that's what brings healing. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah, Yeah. so instead of diving in, I think we talked about this last week, wallowing in, oh, you know, the difference between still feeling like a victim and accusing the person in the clearing conversation you did this to me right which to me reinforces those feelings it was like hey this is what happened between us and i think you even told me we were better friends than we were partners we always have been yeah and i think that that allows you both to move forward in a great way exactly because the friendship there is something i've always cherished you know and I mean, I, I'll always love him, but it wasn't the best as a marriage. You know, we weren't good for each other in that way. And so, you know, I'm hoping that this allows him to move forward in his current marriage and be able to heal and not carry. I think that's the problem, too, is we carry the same crap with us from one relationship to the next. And then we wonder why things don't change. Right. Right? So if you're able to take that dive and be honest with yourself to, to really look at it, then that's what where healing can begin and he doesn't have to repeat it. Exactly. And neither do I, you know. And I'm really honestly as a as a outsider observer, if you will, even though I'm really happy for both of you. Thank I, you. I think that's I know that's been good for you, yeah. and I and I'm really happy for Todd because I really think he's also and, and I, I give him props, um, and so I really think that for both of you and he and his marriage, and our marriage um, can move on without that undercurrent of you know mending fences from a clear, of unspoken words, right? The of uns- the unspoken hurts. So questions. let me shift yeah. gears and ask you a, another tough question. Okay. What about a clearing conversation you're not able to have hmm. with, and we're not talking about your ex now, with other people that have been close in your life? Like my family. Like your family. Yeah. What? That's what, different. Yeah. So what do, how do you heal without that? having this kind of conversation? Because not all of us, you know, I applaud you both again. You both we're in a place to be able to have that and help each other move but that doesn't occur with a lot of people who will never change for Uh, whatever reason like your ex yes his sister 
and I think he would agree, would absolutely never be able to change. Some people are just incapable. Yeah. And I, and I say that without judgment. It's just they're not capable. They're just so self-absorbed and so, you know, yeah. in their own space. So in my case, really quick, if I could answer this and then I want you to, to speak about your family. Yeah. So I didn't have a clearing conversation right. with my ex and she has passed away. What do I do with that? Do I hold on to all this bitterness? Do I, you know, and to me, I had the clearing conversation with her mentally. Perfect. You know, mentally, like, you know. Yes. You know, and I don't know what, you know, she didn't speak back to me, by the way. No, okay. no voices in my head. <laughs> Thank goodness. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but but to be able to at least say my piece. I yeah. know some, you know, some people say write a letter, what have you. I just, to where I got to the point where it was just, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just, sending her the best right and, and and not really obsessing and thinking anymore and i was able i think it took time i was able to sort of create a healing for myself even though she wasn't at all a participant mm -hmm. in in a clearing conversation like you had with with her brother yeah and that's very similar to what i'm doing with my family okay uh specifically my mom especially my mom okay um my mother is one of those people who um We'll get into narcissism later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're getting into it a little now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to, to recognize the whole narcissism and codependent roles, you know, um, and that's a different topic, actually. But, well, with um, blood family, it's tougher, though, it because, is. you know, it's your mother. Yeah. It's your sibling. Therefore, it's, you're supposed to. So you're put obligated. Up the crap. Yes. No, you're not. It took me a while to come up with that one, but yeah. And so with, at the risk of sounding really harsh, um, what I'm doing is grieving my mother's transition before she transitions. Um, because that relationship for me, for us, is gone. And it did take a long time to get to this point. I struggled with, um, do I try to mend these fences? Do I, how do I do this? And it finally, the last time I saw her, she was such a bitter shell of a woman. I realized I'm not going to be able to get in. I tried. Right. And so for me, at this point, it's about forgiving, loving her for who she was and forgiving myself for my role in it as well as her and just sending love and calling it good and unfortunately that is hard because there's only so much you can do with that right but yeah what was the turning point for you because when we first <clears throat> got together um and your mom would come over and stuff and i would just see you know you get frustrated the longer she was there as she talked it just was just, you know when you're in a relationship with an individual whether it's parents siblings or or partners that That's, just start pushing your buttons yeah. not because they're saying anything mean but just who they are mm -hmm. just gets you so riled up <laughs> and so i used to see that and it was almost like involuntary you couldn't help yourself i couldn't i so, couldn't the <clears throat> that's where the narcissism would come in 
because she would play this role of the pity party, the poor me, and just like a overgrown child needing attention. Right. If it wasn't about her, it always had to come back to her. And so I finally just, I just same with my sisters. I, I'm done with that. Uh, the toxic relationships in my life, I'm ready to let go of. And that's unfortunate because for family, it's not supposed to work out that way. But I also finally came to realize just because my mother gave birth to me doesn't make me obligated to put up with her shit. Wow. I mean, and that that to me is a huge statement because right. because how do you, I mean, you could say that all day long, but how do you really get to that point? Takes where, time. Yeah. Right? Because some of us had, I mean, I had great parents. I talked about last week, though, you know, obviously I had some childhood issues. It wasn't perfect. But, you know, you struggled with somebody who was very, very difficult to, to grow up with. Mm-hmm. And created a, you know, not getting into the details, but it created a lot of not so great memories for you oh, growing yeah. up through your teenage years. And one of the reasons you got married at 16, I right? I couldn't wait to get out. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, to create more of a friend out of a daughter instead of being the parent. Um, and to, yeah, we could go down a deep rabbit hole with that one. Um, but again, just like before, it's not necessary to dive into that no. because I think at that point you're just rehashing, right? Rehashing, and I really don't want to keep reliving it. Um, to me, it it did take a long time, as you well know. But through by degrees over the years, it's about reclaiming my space and being happy enough with who I am and where I am that I don't have to keep reliving it. What was the turning point for you? I think that's, I, I asked you that and then I went off on another subject, but what finally got you from, you know, it just almost like yeah. a, like a thorn stuck in your side to finally going, you know what, I'm done. What, what was that turning point? Cause there was probably a lot of people out gradual. there. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you tell someone who's like stuck in the middle of a, toxic relationship either with their parents or family and doesn't can't seem to unstick themselves what, what advice would you give them uh, not that you figured it all out either I'm not saying you have yeah. but I, I see you've gotten to a better place and I know you've been working on it so mm-hmm. how what would you say <laughs> loaded question it's a very loaded question I don't know if there's an easy answer to that one um, but for you what did you, what was the turning point um, I'm not sure I'm willing to talk about that yet Okay. On on camera. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's not one that I think we should go into right now. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Um, what I would tell people would be um, honor yourself and where you are. And just because someone gave birth to you or sired you doesn't mean that you're obligated to them that the respect goes both ways especially you know as you've gone through your your life and and come into adulthood that role should become more equal and when it isn't reciprocated when the narcissism is so prevalent 
you have to come to a point that you make that decision and it's not an easy one but it's for me was required in order for me to move on otherwise I was going to keep regurgitating the same lessons right and I give you I, I give you a lot of props because I know how much of a struggle this has been it has um, an emotional especially around the holidays yeah yeah um, it's interesting though um, there's times yeah of course but for what I miss what I've gained is so much more me <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> and me yes yeah yes yeah and um you know not having the drama or the constant the constant drama is i don't miss that at all well and isn't it the same thing like if you have a friend that is constantly draining you and dragging you down uh, at some point doesn't mean you stop loving them and i i really want to be clear about that okay good um it doesn't mean that the love is gone or that I automatically forgot the good times because there were plenty. Sure. You know, and those are the things I'm choosing to keep. The rest of it, not anymore. And that's probably how you clear the decks so that you don't hang on to the bitterness, right? Because it's right. it's not just saying, I don't want to talk to you anymore and yet feeling all that resentment. Right, right. And, you know, I spoke with a really good friend who, when I was struggling with this, you know, do I mend the fences? Do I not mend the fences? And some good advice she gave me was basically what we said, was, you know, just because somebody gave birth to you doesn't give them the right to treat you this way. And you know just to to stand in your own personal power and to be okay with that and to send love and forgiveness but with boundaries and i guess that's where i am now and that's another clarifying conversation it's just coming to terms with the fact that that conversation won't take place and being okay with that and i, I think i am so that doesn't mean i won't feel it when she does transition right but you're already lightening your load yeah yeah exactly you don't have to wait till somebody dies no to have that and you've been a hospice nurse yeah so you've seen a lot of families yeah um at that moment where that person is about to die either express regret or happiness you've seen different family dynamics fear Mm -hmm. and so instead of waiting for that moment you're i'm doing it now yeah it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, that relationship has already died. So going through the grief of it now doesn't matter if the person's still here or not. The relationship is dead. True. And isn't it true that even people who have died but were still holding on to stuff, it you know, so it almost it's almost secondary whether they're physically here or not. It's what what's going on inside of us that we're responsible for, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I see you doing. Okay, thank you. That's what I see you doing. Thank you, yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel it when she does transition. But it just means that I'm kind of kind of coming to terms with it now. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but I hope I did. Well, and I don't really know what I wanted for the answer. <laughs> so I don't think um, I, I, you know, yes, you did. No, you did. And I, I think my purpose, because honestly, let's just... Let's just say honestly to everybody, this you were hesitant about talking about this. Yeah, and there are some things, just not that I'm holding back completely, but um, there's some things that I'm not comfortable speaking to simply because it's not my place to speak to other people's stuff. Right. And so just out of respect for some of the people involved i just would rather not go there and you know and i'm glad you didn't i wasn't trying to get you there by the way i yeah. just i i i what i was really more focused on and what i'm i think we all should be focused on is our responsibility our reaction how we're feeling now because if we're constantly saying well you made me feel right right exactly feel yeah, nobody has the power. I, that's the other thing, because you know, it, coming. You know, I'm going to touch on one thing: is sure. growing up with a classic narcissist. You can't just say you're a narcissist; it's your fault. No, it takes a codependent for a narcissist to have a platform. Mm-hmm. So my role, my responsibility in that is being the doormat of. The codependent and allowing that behavior and so I had to take responsibility for that and look at some pretty ugly truths in myself that I needed to change for me and I'm glad you said that because I think going back to what I said about not having a clearing conversation with my ex with with Todd's sister I had to look at my part in it. I think part of the healing is realizing that you can't just throw blame mentally at the other person and go, it was all them. I didn't do anything. It never is. It isn't. So to claim responsibility without guilt, to claim responsibility without feeling down and just realizing these were lessons, I think is a very healthy thing to do. Yeah, it is. It is. And I am grateful to my ex-husband for bringing this to me and giving me the opportunity to talk to him about it. And I hope it was, I think it was uh, very good for him too. And so to bring that full circle, I think there was a good lesson in it for both of us. And I do want to end this segment with a, a quote that I really like. I'm going to paraphrase it from The Course of Miracles that trials are but lessons presented to you once again where you made a faulty choice you can make a better choice now i love that isn't that cool that's so perfect yeah thank you yeah no thank you for sharing i know that wasn't easy but good job thank you good job so let's go to something a little lighter please like a sandyism oh geez okay do tell so uh, Ah. there's so many to choose from don't knock over our whole table here this will be a a blooper moment right (laughs) Yeah. Uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, stuck on stupid. It's one of my favorite things. So when do you use stuck on stupid or how do you use that phrase? Um, stuck on... St- often. <laughs> um, 
Yes. <laughs> Stuck on, hey now. <laughs> For both of us, not just. When you make a mistake on something repeatedly, <laughs> or can't remember something, or, oh, how many ways. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like. Having an airhead moment. Yes. Yeah. Stuck on stupid. Mm-hmm. I think all of us have probably had quite a few of those lately. <laughs> Been stuck on stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just uh, so descriptive. I like the descriptive ones. Yes, that's why I call them Sandyisms because you can just see somebody stuck on stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing how to get out of that stupidity. Yeah. Merry-go-round. Exactly. So, so yes, all of us can relate to being stuck on stupid. Yeah, so. one time or another, right? <laughs> so this is for everybody's vocabulary, stuck on stupid. <laughs> Just like last week's checking at the door, checking yourself at the door. Right. So. Okay, so for the pun. Oh gosh, I'm a little nervous. I, I My performance from last week from a 1 to 10 was like a 0. 0.5. It was horrible. You think? It, I, I, yeah, I drew a blank, so I'm actually a little nervous right now. I, I don't know what you're going to throw at me. Okay. And and so so be kind, like pick something really easy. <laughs> How about a clearing conversation? <laughs> a clearing conversation. Well, um, let's talk about this because you know I really think that um, I'm speechless. <laughs> and um, I'm so good at these, you guys. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm great until you put me on the spot on our YouTube channel. One of these times, I will actually sound like I, I you know, I mm-hmm. am a little more punny than I think I am. I, you know, maybe we ought to rethink the segment a little bit <laughs> because you know, it's just um, I'm not projecting very well. Oh, yes, you are. Mm, yeah, well, I'm struggling. Okay. I'm struggling, so. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So, um, you want to talk about our platforms? Yes. So, um, just to make sure everybody understands, you know, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. And we, please, uh, you know, subscribe. And we appreciate the comments. Um, Lori makes a lot of comments. We appreciate that, Lori. Yes. As well Love as you, Lori. other folks have. And so the comments, we really sort of have a back and forth conversation. Um, we also have our Soren Pair Facebook page, which yep. we post on daily. We post the concerts, pictures of ourselves. And so that's another way to get to know us. And then if you don't want to see us so much, you want to hear us, um, we, have, we are on a lot of podcast platforms now. So we're really excited. You can see that. The picture of our shadow selves kissing, soar and pair, why not together, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Overcast, Podcast. They're app. adding up. So yeah, they're out there. Nice. Um, and all the episodes, and so you can just listen to us if you want to hear our words of wisdom or listen mm-hmm. to us laugh, which you know um, we we try to be. Um, cognizant of both platforms, both of the YouTube channel and the podcast, so that yeah. that way, you know, the listeners are understanding that you're making a goofy face at me right now, right. Or, or what have you. Right. <laughs> so we really appreciate and ask you to follow us, to give us suggestions. We're open to that because as we continue to grow, as as in this endeavor, 
we really want to connect with our audience through the Facebook, through our YouTube, as well as yeah. through the podcast. So reach out to us. Let us know. Um, we love comments and feedback, and we appreciate all the um, all the attention. You know, we're 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 excited on this journey, and yes. you know, again, why it's not fun. together? Why not try? all these things and see where we land. We don't have any expectations. Exactly. We're, we're just sort of cruising. We're, what did you say, cruising in the EAC? <laughs> just like Crush. In Righteous! <laughs> <laughs> just like Crush and Finding Nebo. Exactly. So we appreciate your time today. I hope you enjoyed you. episode seven and we will see you next week. Be well, be safe, and take care of yourselves. Take care. Thank you for taking the ride with us.